Dave. Ian. And hello, Dimitri. Hello, guys. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Apex Adjacent Car Show, blah, blah, blah. Dave, uh, what, what are we all doing here? Well, I, I have to say that this is a long time coming, and this is a really important episode to me, to us. Mm-hmm. We have Dmitry Platonov on the show this evening. Um, there is no other term that I feel like is appropriate other than legend. <laughs> because... Let, let's go back to um, maybe like uh, t- 2009, mm-hmm. right? This is where Dimitri intersected my life. You had no idea. You're just a, okay. a rad dude in Canada doing what you do, right? But I bought a 1997 Saab SE Turbo five-door in forest green, fantastic color, fantastic car, from my buddy Eric, who was the original purchaser, all right? When Eric gave me the car or handed over the car, he had printouts from your website, Dimitri, of how to do the vegan turbo swap, of how to do tons of stuff on the sub. And he told me where I could find all the guides and stuff like that that you've made to keep the car running, right? So this is, this is where we became, I became aware of Dimitri's work. So for anyone who doesn't know, Dimitri, Sobs run very deep with Dimitri, as they do us, and we can certainly get into it. Um, but he's made, I would say, unparalleled guides that you just put up freely on the internet for anyone to look at to keep their Sob running. They're incredibly thoroughly documented. You have a little icon that shows which way the car is facing when... <laughs> When, when you're looking at it, because underrated, know, underrated as a tool, because yeah, yeah, yeah. bright, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, it's not, it's not a leap to say that you and I may have never had a podcast if it wasn't for Dimitri. 100% true. Yep. So thank you and sorry for <laughs> you being one of the reasons that we've inflicted over 400 episodes of this nonsense onto the internet. Mm-hmm. This, it goes back to you, Dimitri. You're the connective tissue that brought Ian and I together and brought and truly solidified my love of sobs. So that was a lot. <laughs> Let's get into an actual question, which is how did you come to become the legend of DIY sob repair on the internet. I had no idea I was a legend to begin with. I mean, <laughs> it is very hum- humbling that you guys uh, keep saying so. Uh, but since I am a, uh, apparently a cause for the show, can I get a cut in the revenues or something? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a pretty um, pretty easy math problem to divide by zero. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, divide by zero. Yeah. All right. Well. The story is, I don't know if there's a story or not. Uh, I got my sob, the first sob, in 2002-ish. I had a friend who grew up maybe a couple hundred miles south of the polar circle in Siberia. And he was a fan. He was such a fan. He took my ears off. You got to try those things. They start, they always start, they have turbos, <laughs> they go. Okay. okay. I had to, to try it. Uh, I was actually looking for a car. My first car there was a Maxima. Okay. It was all right. Uh, and then uh, that guy came in and we just went to, to test drive everything. And uh, my, final, my final contenders were two glorious wagons, okay. a V seventy T five, and a nine five SE wagon. Nice. And yeah. I almost got that sub, and then I went on submat, and everyone said, "Stay away from the V sixes. Stay as far away from the V sixes as you can." So I gave up on that wagon. I always wanted a wagon. I never had in my life ever that that was my <laughs> only okay. chance. But anyway, I just went to the same dealer and bought a different car, which was sadly a sedan, but it was 
a dark metallic green, the best color, as you said. I had three cars in uh, dark metallic green over the years. No, four actually. And you just can't get enough of that color. But the problem there was the car was eventually out of warranty. And dealer service, you, you know how it is. So the, the, the first thing you do, you go and torrent the workshop information system, right? Mm -hmm. You get that, and it, it is fantastic. If you've seen uh, workshop systems from different manufacturers, that one is actually surprisingly decent. Oh, okay. And it explains, it explains why. It's a, it explains how things should be. And what all the specs are, and what can you expect and all the torque values? What it doesn't expect is how to deal with old rusty cars in your driveway with no power tools, with no air tools, with no lift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just went on to try a, a few different things. I mean, uh, things go bad, bad in your car, you try to fix them. But then I thought maybe I'll share that. Yeah, I uh, think that's a that's a big leap, though, right? Like you're being very nonchalant about it, but it's not. It's already impressive to kind of like figure out how to keep a car like that running because Sobs are not. I mean, as we know, like not the easiest cars to work on. Um, and information before you came along was definitely like thin on the ground, like. Had you done that with other things in your life before of like, I need to share this and like building websites and that sort of stuff? Uh, well, I've been into uh, open source since the 90s. So that kind of comes natural. You, you, you've done something that you helped yourself. Why don't you share it? I'm sure there's people who had the same problem. Mm -hmm. Maybe they would benefit from the, the same things as well. And uh, the only thing that uh, really was up at the time was... Uh, the sub network i mean it was great as far as the people who post there but did you guys see how it looked <laughs> and it still looks to, it's to this day yeah, the same. i mean uh, my hands off to, to scott he has been great for, for for running it for so so many years but it's not the easiest way to post instructions to post guides uh usually you see Oh, I'm just sharing. Yeah, uh, yeah just sharing. See, the uh, yeah. Maybe one picture and a brief list of steps, and then I've done it. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Then uh, people started installing what is it? Uh, PHPBB on sublink, sub central. Things were a little bit better there. But Again, uh, I tried to be an honest front yard mechanic. I had hand tools. Right. I had no compressor. I had uh, jack stands, and that, that that's basically it. So I, I had unique uh, challenges uh, with that. And sometimes knowing a trick can uh, save you two or three hours of extreme frustration. So if you can experience that and then pass it on, why not? I mean, uh, right now, probably my tools cost more than the car, but I don't take it <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah. No, I, I, I think a very important thing about it is like, is comes down to persistence. And, and I think that with sobs, the, the trade-off that you get in the reward of the driving experience and the ownership experience that you get with a fair amount of sobs, I think is worth the persistence to see a problem through to the end. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what you're saying, like you basically greasing the wheels for anyone that comes after you to, to, to kind of like just help them along. Like you helped me along, like you helped Eric, my buddy, Eric along with, with like being able to just kind of add one more little extra support to the structure of, uh, of allowing and facilitating that persistence and getting us towards that reward is amazing. And it, and very something that the internet is very thankful for. Yeah. 
So yeah, it, it's fantastic. And you're exactly right. The, the resources at the time were very pared down. I, I, I have your site pulled up. Um, and I was telling Ian before the show, I've never like, I've, I don't think I've ever bookmarked your URL ever. I've just always Googled Dimitri Saab and it is the first thing that comes <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> so good search engine optimization, Dimitri. Yeah. Whatever works. Yeah. I actually bought uh, the domain a few years ago. Uh, it didn't really help because people keep uh, Googling the old uh, URL, but uh, whatever helps. It's still running over there in my garage. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I have it on fiber here so yeah no issues but yeah yeah and I, 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 well i was just gonna say too like i think it's the i don't know this stuff um makes me nostalgic for the the good internet like the days when it was driven mostly by people doing open source projects right like every good thing on the internet for a very long time was essentially just a passion project that nobody was getting. Absolutely, yeah. Well, the internet for. itself was a passion project. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think people kind of forget that, especially now that everything is so competitive and monetized and and everything else. Yeah. Um, so it's it's nice to see some of these passion projects continuing and yeah. still like living on in people's garages. You know, it's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Never ever underestimate. And never ever underestimate a nerd with free time, right? Right. I mean, like <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we have so much in our current world because of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no. So so as you were as you were struggling with rusty components and things like that in your driveway, you're laying on the cold concrete, which is so much fun. Um, yeah. So. Uh, it is one thing to, to, to do the work on a car, but it is definitely like documenting the process adds to the timeline of the entire thing. Usually did you at some point kind of get like a good optimized workflow and like, how did you balance all of that out of like capturing and, and documenting? That is a good question. I think the first, uh, reason for taking the picture was uh, to remember how it came together <laughs> later on. Yeah. yeah. And you, you do it with other things too, not just cars, because sometimes you, you look at it and then two hours later, you had no idea how the things were put together. Yeah. So that was the start. I had a tiny pocket camera uh, or whatever you could, could get back then. But then it was cheap, so you could uh, drop it in the engine bay, kick around. So <laughs> that's it. But... Uh, Yes, so you would take pictures of everything you've done. Uh, you, you know, it kind of looks like Lego instructions. Yeah. These two parts go here. Next, you get these two parts, and it gets obvious. And you can see the progression from one picture to the other, and it's, it's great. Uh, also, I have an issue with videos. Uh, I can't learn of YouTube example because in real life i speed read if i need to find something uh give me a document i can scan i can find the things i can do that instead of listening for, for for a guy to rant for 30 minutes for ad impressions i'm sorry no yeah so yeah that, that was one of the uh, actually obviously youtube didn't exist back then uh there's a lot of actually decent resources on dui uh even with uh uh, yeah, there right now. Uh, but again, uh, I was sort of trying to reproduce the same steps that were present in the Wiz, only when you're actually doing them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah. Uh, and obviously, you would read first, uh, research what people have done on the forums, because uh, you had to pick up all those little tricks that people have already posted. And then you incorporate them in your guide. But uh, mostly it was also a way to remember it. Next time you do it, here's how I've done it. And oh no, uh, I was an idiot last time doing it this way. <laughs> I should do that. I, I've actually revised that a few times uh, through the years uh, in my guides. And now that uh, my kid got a sob, he, he's actually 
discovered <laughs> that apparently I have a website that gets referenced a lot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, in what minute, like 35 of Saab ownership, you found your website probably, right? Like probably pretty quickly. I, th- I think what the, all the defunct OnStar buttons that are in like the GM Saabs just need to like need to pull up a browser on the window of the Saab, <laughs> on the windscreen of the Saab that just shows Dimitri's website. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. One thing I've always wondered about these websites is, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that your the first few of these that you did, first few of these guys you did were out of necessity, right? Like something broke and you had to go in and fix it. Right. Right. Did you ever get to the point where like I'm gonna take this apart and put it back together? It's not broken now, but I just want to document it for the website. I've never done that. I just wow. kept piling the challenges on. I've done this. So on my first car, I did very basic stuff like brakes i bought the fantastic road holding kit for uh the 95 basically they sold you the aero suspension that you could install uh and then i took that that car to a track day with the local sub club and i blew up the the engine <laughs> so i thought no i'm not gonna work on my daily driver anymore uh-huh. so huh. i went to a local, <laughs> so uh, local yeah. sub mechanic and he had a project car for me, so I picked that up, and uh, it was old. It was much older than my previous car. It had issues that had 300,000-plus uh, mileage. Wow. So I had a lot of work cut out for me, and then I encountered interesting things that not a lot of people have done. For example, the hydraulic conversion from a oh, cable for the clutch. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, Yep, I know so, exactly where that is. That's under transmission and drive shafts. So I did that on the car. And then uh, I kind of got uh, bored with it. Okay. Because it was a 96 hatchback, uh, I guess, uh, almost identical to what you had. Okay. And that I got a craving for a convertible. Oh. I always wanted a convertible. The new Gen 93s just came out. They were glorious. They were not creaky anymore like the old ones. And <laughs> I really want that. I had a friend who had a dealer license and deep connection with a uh, uh, Russian body shop. So he, he was like, uh, don't worry, Dmitry, we will find you a good uh, convertible in Florida, not too broken, <laughs> well-thrown, paint-like new. I kind of entertained it for a bit and then say, no thanks, I'll try to buy a car that actually is in one piece, hopefully. Yeah. And I found an even older convertible than the car I had before. So it was a 95. And it had minor issues that we easily fixed. And then I thought, what else I haven't done that hasn't been around that much? And yeah. let's drop an aero engine in it from a <laughs> 9,000. Yes. Yeah. The and aero engine, the 2.3. Interesting so yeah. I, we took it apart. We pulled the old engine out. And then I go, where do I get a new engine for M9000, and they are surprisingly rare because yeah. there aren't that many in a thousand in Canada to begin with. So I go on, uh, what was it, carpart.com, mm-hmm. search 9000 engine, what is it, 96 to 97, probably the best year's aero. And there's one on a junk, uh, junkyard in Ohio somewhere. Okay. <laughs> So my wife's out of country. I grabbed my kid. He was, I don't know, three or four. Uh, put him <laughs> in the uh, back seat of my <laughs> uh, beer. Let's go to Cleveland. Wow. <laughs> so we, uh, we just went there on the weekend, picked up that engine. They forklifted it into the trunk of my 900. <laughs> I probably rode all the way back on a bump stops. <laughs> The guys at the border were like this. Oh, <laughs> what's that? Two, two engines in the car. 
But <laughs> That's eventually we made it home. Uh-huh. And that was a hell of a project. That's amazing. And that engine worked okay then. Yeah, well, I I took it apart, I sent it to a machine shop to uh clean everything up. I rebuilt it. Uh all these guys are guides are about that engine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Nick uh made me some custom parts. Yeah. Uh he also ordered me a custom ECU from Nordic. It has uh it had a uh, sticker on it with big letters uh scribbled something like uh tire shredder. <laughs> and that was true because the torque in that thing was uh insane. I think I went through a set of winter tires in one season. But the project itself was a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah. And um two years later I crashed that car oh. in Detroit. Uh you guys don't know that, that story? No. Mm-mm. I went to a Saab convention. I mean, I mean, obviously, if you own a Saab, you go to conventions, right? <laughs> and uh, most of them happened in the United States. So that one was, it was a 2007 in Troy, uh, Michigan, just north of uh, Detroit. And they did a track day on the first day. And I went there. I actually had a... Uh, a roll bar in that car because I went to local events and they didn't allow convertibles without roll bars. So mm. I was very happy. I was uh, gunning it. Uh, the instructor said, go. Uh, you don't need me. <laughs> and on the next session, I overcorrected and I went into a walls oh. uh, sideways. Well, I've had that car at that point for probably two and a half or three years. I was kind of getting tired of it because it was a little old. I, I didn't obviously crash on purpose, but I kind of didn't uh, miss it. But what happened then was the best you could ever imagine from the sub community. Because the guys at the, the track, obviously, they helped me out. They trailered me to the back, back to the hotel. We explored options. We tried to uh, rent a U-Haul trailer or something like that. Then I think on a Saturday evening, just about an hour before junkyard closed, we found a rear axle for the car because uh, what I actually bent, I bent the rear axle. So the wheels were like that. I couldn't drive it, but the, the car itself was okay. So we, we went there, and then we ganged up on that car. I have the pictures I, I, I can find up here. There were um, maybe a dozen people working on that car in the hotel parking lot at this soft uh, convention. <laughs> that amazing. was the best attraction of the entire convention. There yeah. were a crowd uh, gathered around us. So we swapped the rear axle, brakes, wheels. One uh, very enterprising guy enterprising guy uh fixed my front alignment because uh it was also off because of the impact and we fixed the car (laughs) uh one of my friends had a time of his life because i let him sozzle a piece of a car apparently that was his (laughs) dream to just go and cut a shit (laughs) of a car body for no reason so he, uh, he's still rem- uh, remembering that 15 years later. But the car worked. I drove it back home. <laughs> wow. And parted out everything I had, including the rebuilt engine and everything else, uh, to get enough money to get me the next project. Wow. So that was a lot. But uh, <laughs> honestly, the community response on that was just about 
incredible. So, I mean, it sounds like your luck with track days and sobs is about as good as Dave's and track days. That's what track days are for. You learn <laughs> and you crash and then you continue. I, I had a uh, 1999 Vigan uh mm-hmm. lightning blue three door the perfect the vegan color. thank you yes uh we have my buddy peter to thank for that mm-hmm. um pictures up on the on the wall behind me here um unfortunately i blew that up at the track as well the engine blue oil starvation spun a rod as they are known to do but um it was very very rusty so i could not really uh kind of see myself putting more money into that car or uh swapping it out because it came from Maine, and so you're very familiar with right. that part of uh, the country and North America, and so it was made of rust. It was it was like they uh, they glued rust together at the factory to make the car, <laughs> and then gave it to me. Yeah, um, yeah but really yeah, was. so it's it's very funny that we have similar sob stories uh, of track destruction. But the community effort, yeah, is amazing. That's so great, and and it completely tracks that like a bunch of sob folks would absolutely gather around make all of this happen like probably i would assume that people were making food runs for you like they were keeping you hydrated applying sunblock as needed (laughs) like that for sure yeah yeah that's amazing that's fantastic yeah yeah so they don't just abandon you to go and call uh caa or or, uh, whatever it is but they actively help and that's great they get engaged they care yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you are, you have a project now, correct? Uh, yeah, it's not really my, my project, although it occupies my space and my insurance. <laughs> so what happened there is eventually we gave up on the last stop. The last one we had a nine five that we drove to 490 something thousand almost made it to half a million wow but then we decided that it's time for it to go and uh we actually managed to sell it to some local kids who uh drove it for a while they used my rebuild engine in a different project and that uh part of a car had a long life after that but that was 2012 or 13-ish, and then we had uh, BMW. Okay. And then we switched to electric. I've been driving electric for eight years now. You don't want to go back. Once (laughs) you're there, you know that nothing else compares. Yeah, you have a Polestar now, right? hmm? You have a Polestar now? We got a Polestar 2 uh, performance, and it's essentially a modern vegan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, it is a hatchback. We managed to get ours in blue. Oh, okay. And uh, apparently the chief chassis guy that manages suspension and talks to Erlins and other suppliers is an old SAP engineer with like 13 years of experience and uh people on the forum says there's actually a lot of crossover in the engineering force who crossed over to Volvo at the time okay. and they feel like the Polestar actually has a fair amount of sub roots in them oh. and it feels interesting it doesn't feel a lot like a Volvo okay and we are surprisingly very happy with uh, with it we've had it for about two, two years now but this, so this story of eventually coming back to Saab is uh, one of their, our older kids got a full license and um, uh, he was working as a tech at Volkswagen and he was driving a GTI and he wasn't happy with it. He had uh, too, too many issues, too hard uh, to, to keep it running and it just wasn't special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guess what he chose? He decided out of the blue on his own entirely that he <laughs> wants a sub. Okay. And we went to test drive all kinds. Uh, went and went and went and went. And 
eventually decided that he needs something simple with no electronic throttle, with no plastic flaps inside the manifold that you have mm -hmm. to replace the entire manifold for, right. uh, no complex EVAP system. All you want to do with cranky gases is burn them. Right. So we got a T593, the best year, new generation, old engine, very simple. Yep. And it was a $900 car picked up from a local mechanic who eventually turned out in probably 10 times the budget to uh, bring <laughs> it back to life. But he's been driving it for over a year and he's happy. Well, that's and awesome. Obviously, I helped a little. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So how so how long into that into his ownership of that car did he realize that you know the website he was going to for DIY stuff was your website? <laughs> or did you were uh, you like, you know, I have a little bit of experience with these? Well, he knows I have I had experience with Sows because he knows what we owned in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously. But uh, he found it on his own because he Googles and he comes back to me and says, there's people referring to something you've done a lot. <laughs> and, uh, how, how did it happen? And, there's uh, some redhead guy on the internet named Dave that keeps talking about your site. Yeah. <laughs> so there, yeah. But he's great. Yeah. And uh, it's nice to see that it's still in demand and people still uh, go there. I check my analytics sometimes and wow, there's still traffic there. Yeah. And more traffic and uh, all right, I'll keep it running. But uh, honestly, it's been uh, great to see uh, people keeping those arms running. They are special cars that uh, obviously, yes, they have to be maintained, especially now and you have to work on them before something breaks. And the old trick of uh, keeping the spare head gasket in the trunk to scare it off into not blowing up doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do have a question for you. How many direct ignition cassettes are on your property at this time? <laughs> Two. Two, okay, okay. All right, one is- I don't afford the them, no. Okay. Uh, you want, one that works. Yep. yep. And the other one we bought by accident. <laughs> <laughs> they, they used to be a lot more. When I owned them, I had maybe three or four, but yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. They were all used. That's the point because uh, you, uh, back in the day, you were bro uh, too broke to buy them from the, the dealer. Yep. So you would score good ones from wherever you can and they would die every year and a half or so. So yep. you just carry one in the trunk. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I had what I called the sob rescue kit. It was a direct ignition cassette and it was a rubber mallet for the starter and fuel pump. And those were, those were the two main things that I kept. And a clutch cable, right? Oh yes. And a clutch cable because yeah. I did the, um, I did the, with a cable operated clutch, which I should have read your guide and converted it to hydraulic <laughs> with a cable operated clutch on my 97, I went to a, uh, a Viggen clutch, which was too heavy for the cable and the end on those oh, cables would keep, keep popping snapping off. cables, but oh, hold on. Uh, 97s were supposed to be hydraulic, no? They, mine was a cable. I'd. I don't know if the, when Maybe did the HOT the come out? Yeah, they must have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was, it was cable. Cause I swapped that thing. Like I changed socks, Dimitri. <laughs> yeah. Like I could do it so I, I fast. I imagine that thing was heavy. It was. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes you get in that circumstance that you're a victim of your own upgrades by upgrading That's something you've made it worse, which is all part of the ownership experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially modifying. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. you, um, have you ever thought about doing like uh, an electrified sob project? I mean, that would be a big, obviously a big project, but um, I'm curious with your, 
love of uh, electric oh, cars. Mean, uh, get an old car and rebuild it completely with better electric motors and something custom to run it. I never actually thought about that. I know that's people <laughs> who rebuild cars with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I've been uh, blissfully happy to not do any work <laughs> in the last almost a decade because I had new cars with a warranty. And when you drive, a, I don't know, a model of performance, you kind of know that you cannot do that in your garage. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I, I I completely sympathize. I've always been a shit mechanic, so I was very happy to start earning enough money to have someone else do it. Yes. Yeah. And I, I only ever made it worse, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, yeah. It's interesting, like, it's it's interesting seeing that, like, the, uh, the Polestar is giving you sob feelings, because I think as... Saab owners, and I was talking to my wife about this last night because she grew up with Volkswagen Bugs. Uh, her parents had Volkswagen Bugs. And there are certain cars that intersect with our lives that we use as a yardstick for every other vehicle mm-hmm. that we interact with for the rest of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of us that have had experiences with Saabs, they become that yardstick car that like everything is, everything is viewed from that, like at least through that lens partially. You know, yeah, and so when you have a Polestar and you're you're getting Vigan or or Saab feelings from it, it completely makes sense. You know, yeah, and it's it's super interesting. It's I think a, an incredible selling point for a Polestar too, if anybody's interested, for sure. Yeah, and I actually just drove one recently, and I agree with you. I think that's a great like a Vigan is a great um, comparison for that car. I think it's 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 very similar. Yeah. My only beef about the Polestar is that I want an on-off button. <laughs> why would you need an on-off button in a car because why? uh because uh a lot of times like because i have like small kids so like uh, you know and like if i run into a store and i leave my wife and kids i want the car to stay on you know i want to have control of when oh, it goes it's on a and off star gimmick uh <laughs> it's fine on a tesla in the Polestar, they actually had an article on the, their website where they proudly said that they have decided to automate exactly li- you live in the car and they are using the seat butt sensor to detect when the driver leave, mm-hmm. leaves and sh- they shut the car off. They had um, asked me anything with, uh, with their uh, user experience guy. Yeah. And he was swarmed with people <laughs> who were not happy with this. Yeah. Okay. And I absolutely agree. It's also... Trivial, because when you leave your uh, family in the car, all they need is to touch the screen again, and it wakes up. It's not a problem. But the fact that you leave the car and it stops d- doing whatever it was doing, right, it is extremely annoying. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just want to have like, I want, you know, like I, you know, when you have like a an, an application that you use a lot, and they redesign and they get rid of like a of the save button. Yes. That drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I've always go like go back to classic. Is I yeah. always look for that. So that I don't know. That's yeah. the, my one feature in a car that I apparently I really like. <laughs> and you don't find it until you don't have it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. You don't appreciate something until you lose it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Th- so given that you're, you're, you ha- are a Saab family, again, one is in proximity to you. Yeah. Um, how do you anticipate this going for your child? Like, do you, like, what do you, have they talked about, like, what they might want next? Or are they just in the moment with this Saab? Uh, you know what? He loves it. He's, he loves it. He's talking to me about, Getting that bigger turbo, <laughs> touching the balance chain, uh-huh. and all those other things. And he's got friends who love cars, and they are the kind of friends who buy a W124 Mercedes. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, because they also think it's cool. That's yeah. amazing. And uh, yeah. I think this sub is gonna stick around at least for a few more years until it either rusts away or he, I don't know. Yes, board with it. Okay, know. or it or uh, torque steers it into a tree with the bigger turbo. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, so uh, I think another individual that has made an, an insanely huge contribution to the Saab community is obviously Nick Taliaferro. Oh, totally. uh, yeah, yeah in, in Springfield, Missouri. So you like, how did you originally get a hold of him? Was it through Sobnet that you know? Because obviously, I needed parts. Stuff. Yeah, okay. I needed yeah. parts, and he was one of the options yeah. that you can order parts parts from because uh, he was one of the first who would uh, provide genuine parts that were easy to get. They uh, had a good good catalog with everything you need. They manufactured in-house performance parts. Yeah. They represented the Swedish tuning houses, uh, Speed Parts, BSR, Nordic, and uh, eventually they got even to their own tuning. And uh, you chat people up and they, they respond and uh, I bought from them probably good few thousand dollars of parts <laughs> yeah. over the years. We actually uh, did I think three orders from them for this car. Okay. Out of the blue and the, uh, it was nice of them to include a big package of Walk into one of the boxes without Elena, so it was nice to be remembered. Yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, they are uh, uh, looking at his uh, Instagram right now. Obviously, Sobs are not the biggest um, uh, source of revenue anymore. They're allotted to custom manufacturers and everything. But it's still great that they continue to support the community and. Uh, Nick himself and uh, the guys at the shop there are very nice to deal with. Yeah. Um, they have always been around to support everyone in the community, and it's great. And uh, I don't know, actually, since we are talking about communities, have you um, used the T5 or T7 suites on your car? I've never done any custom tuning or anything like that. But have you seen a movement like that for any other brand? No, no. No, I mean, right? Yeah, I, like the the only thing that I think comes close is the um, what's the really popular aftermarket ECU for like Miatas, like the Mega Squirt ECU. No, but, well, that's like custom tuning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the T five T seven suite. So tell for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, describe that that software package. Well, yeah, basically, a bunch of people uh, originally in Sweden, they reverse engineered all of the sub ECUs starting from T5 and T7. They wrote enormous uh, PDFs describing the operation, all of the constants, everything that the the, the software does. You could get very detailed guide that help you understand how engine management actually happens. What plays role into it deciding how much air, fuel, whatever it gets. And then they wrote software that helped you tune your car for free, hmm. safely in multiple stages with uh, lots of different options, map editors, comparison features. There's an enormous online uh, community where people talk about these things, share tunes, and you can find anything. You can find support. You can throw a few hundred euros their way if you have them to show support because uh, they actually still continue. Uh, I have seen uh, development on those uh, on GitHub still. And we did tune our last hub as well. Okay. And uh, that's just another uh, example of how incredible the community is. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know about that. That's really cool. I, I, uh, going to the guides there, there's maybe some screenshots that you can sh show to people. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Pleasure. Oh, no. Uh, Quick start right. guide. Oh, yeah. No, uh, you, you have to do 
anyway. Uh, that's that's really that's really cool. I didn't know about that. I mean, so for anyone who doesn't, who's not following that, so like there's oh, yeah, there are like lots of companies that that will sell you a tune for your car, yeah. um, and there are soft there. Are, then there's the other end where there's you can buy an ECU that's like blank, and then you can put a, a thing on it. On it yeah. But this is for like reflashing a factory ECU hardware ECU with an actual piece of software that will work that you kind of develop on your own. That's really cool. Like that's a, that's a weird middle ground. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But community effort, right? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I just like, I just thought of something like so many times when you just mentioned Saab, like so many people that have interacted with them in the past, just simply smile at the word alone. Like just the the idea of the car coming across their mind, because, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's stuff like this, like it's understanding the community effort, like just how wonderful they drive. Like it's just a whole thing, man. It is a whole thing, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, That's it's great. an incredibly compelling package. And when, as you previously mentioned, you do use it as a yardstick because it is worthy of comparison to. Everything that's out there, obviously, the there has been a lot of progress in uh, uh, car technology over the years. But the feel of those cars, how they designed, how they are uh, driver centric. I, I don't know. Look at the uh, the instrument cluster of uh, like uh, early nine threes or nine fives. That black uh, cluster with no bezels. Just the uh, the gauges. I actually uh, use it when I do design reviews with people of uh, like an example of a very clean industrial design. Yeah, yeah. On the yeah. Left, oh, this one. Yeah. Come on. Oh, you haven't had. Oh, I'm running pie hole. Uh, Dimitri, yeah. so it's it's sponsored links to, that aren't coming. Yeah, from. I had to yeah. add some exceptions into it. Yeah. To my, because it does that. Yeah. But this is the best instrument cluster in the world. <laughs> and they've ruined it in later models by adding bezels and chrome and shine. And it's not the same anymore. But yeah. GM, GM put those in. It's GM amazing. Put those yeah. In. Yeah. yeah, we blame anything that we don't like about mm-hmm. Saab on GM. I, yeah. I had a, yeah, I had a 2008 Saab Turbo X wagon. Um, mm-hmm. And so every time anything went wrong, which was often, <laughs> I would be like, oh, well, GM was responsible for that part. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Did, oh, man. Yeah. No, it, clean interface. Super simple. The night panel button that mm-hmm. I've actually used, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, for anybody who doesn't know, when you use the night panel, it turns off everything except the speedometer, right? And when the you... Not just the speedometer, the part of the speedometer that you, you actually use. You're right. You're right. And when you resume your cruise control with the with the night panel on, I think it briefly shows you the tack as it winds through yeah, and the speedometer. When you rev and up, the, it uh, turns the tack on. When you're low on fuel, it starts showing the fuel yeah. gauge and, and so on. But only the stuff that you actually need to see. Right. Yeah. Sleeping yeah. spouse mode is what yeah. that's called. <laughs> yep. You're on a long road trip and your spouse is next to you asleep. Yep, exactly. Night panel. Not a lot of bright lights, no distractions. Yeah. 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 No, I like I as as you were away from sobs for a little bit, uh, when your son got the sob, when you got back into a sob and the smell hit you, <laughs> like because they all smell so distinct, right? Like uh it smells like there's no cat <laughs> and every time it gets started i go drive this thing away but i don't know it feels like as uh it's nice to be in it's slow as hell okay uh but it's great it makes all of the right noises the anticipation of the turbo kicking in when you have to plan your passing 10 seconds in advance is also uh, something to experience Mm -hmm. but 
it's great when someone in your family appreciates it as well and when you have friends who do uh do as well yeah that's great yeah. That's well, a, I mean, that's the dream too, is like being able to share something with your kid like that sure. is, is really great. So yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And it, it's always interesting seeing those vehicles through someone else's eyes, right? right. Like yeah, when yeah. you hold them so special and just seeing like even a fraction of that rub off on someone else. It's so great. Yeah. 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 Let, let, if you have a sob, let your friends drive it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not on a yeah. track, but let them drive it. <laughs> Well, they experience it, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So I think Ian might have made a license plate game for I us. I did, If, if yes. you'd like to play a license plate game. Unless there's anything else that you'd I've like to talk about. I've never played the license plate game, so let's give it a shot. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you bet. So first of all, I have a question. Because do in Canada, can you do vanity license? Can you do custom license plates in Canada? Yes, we Is actually a have a plate that says Subnet on our sub sponsored by Scott. Great. Okay. I was, I was very so, curious. Yeah. yeah okay. So uh, it, it actually differs between provinces, but in our like you can do it. Okay. Nice. nice. So we have a game that we play, we call it the license plate game. And it's basically like, uh, like highlights magazine where you draw the lines to match things. So we're going to show you pictures, uh, a picture of three cars, uh, with the license plate blacked out. So you're not gonna be able to see the, the text of the license plate. And then we're going to give you the text of the license plate and you're gonna have to put it with the appropriate car. Let's try that. Yeah, I did some uh, viewing when you guys invited me in. Okay, I well, saw I'm sorry. Like that. So, <laughs> well, let's try that. Okay. Yeah. So this one is called "We Go on Three Beeps." So these are people who think they have fast cars. Okay. okay. All right. And, All right. And uh, Dave has not seen these yet, so you guys will will be playing as a team. Okay. All right. Okay. Up well, top, we have a. Is that a new Honda Accord? That is a Volkswagen, Volkswagen GLI. GLI, Ian. That's how generic they look these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the middle, we have a Tesla. Is that a three? I think it's a Model Three. three. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then we have a BMW Three Series sedan on the bottom in black. And then we can we can zoom in if you want. But first, let's hear the what the license plate text. Yeah. So one of them is Boostin. B O O S T I N. And then we have it's quick, I T S Q W K, and then so quick. So there's it's quick, and then so quick, which I guess <laughs> is more quick if you add like maybe that's like three or four quicks. Maybe so many. Yeah, yeah, when it's quick is just one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's let's get a look on some of these, Dimitri. Here. Yeah. So we've got the GLI. Mm-hmm. May are those. They might be aftermarket wheels. I don't, they might be factory wheels. Yeah. Uh, they have the, the logos, but... I think those know. are aftermarket. I'm okay. almost positive. Wheels are not pretty these days. Yeah. We've got some like Go Faster sponsorship stickers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Down on the uh, door there, down by the uh, wheel well. Okay. So they... Those, are, those stickers that people want, like, I don't know. They want people to know that... Like they have done some work on their car but, or bought things, a sticker. Yeah, least. things are happening. Yep. It kind of does look lowered a bit. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I don't think that's the factory ride height. Yeah. Or those are enormous wheels, one of the two. Yeah, good catch, Dimitri. Good catch. Okay. All right, then we have the Tesla. Just your, let's see here. Basic three, it looks like dual motor. Um, it, it, yeah. The dual motor is fairly recent, made in the last couple of years when they switched to the black door handles. Yeah. Ah, okay. And then I think that um, license plate holder is a, an alumni um, from some college. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Is that, uh, you can't really see if it's a performance or not. There's a red strip under it, but I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, big rims. Yeah, big, big wheels. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, we have the BMW. With the oh, factory yeah. deleted turn signals. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so it's an E90, but it's not a 335, so it's not actually quick. It's yeah. It's got... Well, oh, wait. I, I thought, it, it don't, don't the 335s have these dual exhausts that are set far apart like that? dual exhaust, yeah. I've actually owned a 335, but it looked different. Okay. I think. Gotcha. It's got, it's debadged, whichever, whatever it is. So. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. 
So are any of these kind of given you a gut feeling on what you think might go to which one, Dimitri? Uh, well, uh, boosting is, we, we can guess something that's, uh, that has a turbo. Yep. We that's what I'm thinking. To the Volkswagen. Yeah. Perhaps. It would be out of place on the Tesla, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless Maybe. it's Porsche and they call it a turbo, even though it's not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think might be on the Tesla? In the Tesla, uh, I would say Sockwake because they do fit heel that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that uh, the last one would be on the BMW because they just have to tell people that they are quick when they may may not be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. I think these. I think these might be in order, Ian. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Or Dimitri, did you say so quick was on the... That's what you said. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I switched the last two, but I did think at first they, they are simply in the original order. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Every now and then happens. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Dimitri's thoughts on this. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys, I have extremely good news for you. Oh, really? You guys nailed it. Okay. Okay. There yeah. we go. Boosting. I like Boostin. I think that's great. <laughs> that's a great. Uh, that's a great uh, license plate. Is the one? Yeah. yeah. We yeah with the one. Oh yeah, I missed yeah, that okay. when I typed it out. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brought shame to my family. So quick. Yeah. And then I like the slightly defensive nature <laughs> of it's it's quick. It's quick. I'm sorry. It's quick. I promise. I think read in that voice. Yeah. Right. That's how I read it was like, uh-huh. it's a little like all his friends bought Tesla's and he's like, I did this quick too, guys. <laughs> this is still a fast car. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you have to defend it, then. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Maybe compensating for something. Yeah. 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 Well, well done. You, you, you nailed that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice job, Dimitri, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. So what, uh, what else, what else do you want to hit? I think that, I think we done did a car show. Um, Dimitri, is there anything that you would like to, to tell the people or, uh, or promote? Do you want to, uh, point people back to your, to your sob guides? Well, if people need sob guides, they would probably find them. <laughs> yes yeah that's true yeah it's i can true. vouch for i don't that. really have uh, anything to promote i'm just uh, happy that you guys uh are here for a chat i sincerely appreciate that and uh seeing the guest list of your other uh shows i was a little overwhelmed but so there we are we are uh beyond not intimidating we, we are <laughs> the opposite of intimidating so yeah, there is a no, reason you? that you're on the show like yeah, i said uh, yeah you. that's why yeah, you are connective tissue in the story of, of Saab mm-hmm. ownership for us and, and us doing the show. I, I'm sure I would have to go back, but I am sure your name came up within the first five episodes of us recording a show. I will say that you're like <laughs> one of the first things that we did together was working on a project Saab that he had. And he handed me the printouts of your oh, yes. of your website. I mean, within, you know, the first five minutes of me getting there and he's like, these are what we're going to be using. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've actually seen people do, do that. Uh, someone, uh, sent me pictures with, uh, printouts on the floor in their garage when they were in their car, because you, you don't really bring a laptop to, uh, uh, yeah. you'll just you get it all stained and yeah. like, Oh, wow. Yeah. And and you make notes, right? You can make some notes on there. Yeah, you can right. a checklist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have attention deficit disorder like I do, you you need to remember your last step. Yeah, what you did, what you didn't. But yeah. Yeah, we're we're very thankful uh that Twitter finally decided to send you an instant message that I had sent you 6 months ago. Thanks, <laughs> Elon. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but very, very much appreciate you carving out the time to talk to us and for your contributions Absolutely. to the Saab community. And enabling people to continue their bad Saab habits over yeah. the over the years. Yeah. It's mm. been a huge help. So. Absolutely. 
you, you can't really stop being a sub owner. It's just like that. That's yeah. it. You, 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 uh, you guys just might uh, get me into podcasts because I, <laughs> I haven't really been uh, uh, paying attention to those. But I went through a few of your shows, and hey, I want more of that. Oh well, thank, thank you. That's great. That's very sweet of you to say. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are others that do it way better than us. But yes, I <laughs> uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, well. Again, Dimitri, thank you so much. This has been great. Um, everybody else, text us your license plates at 720-515-1391. We're on the Twitter and the Blue Sky, Apex Adjacent. Everybody, thank you. We love you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.